Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. Well, I'm one of those fortunate people who like my job, sir. Got my first chemistry set when I was seven, blew my eyebrows off. We never saw the cat again. Been into it ever since. <laughs> I did a bare 360 triple backflip in front of 22,000 people. It's kind of funny. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Somehow they managed to get every creeping freak in the universe in this one plane. Coffee and a muffin. Okay, so I need to establish themes. Maybe banana. That's a good muffin. So just quiet down my little one and call me dad. We get some balloons and go to the puppet show. Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them's me, and the other's not you. Oh shit! Ooh, I bet that was uh, tempting, but no. <laughs> it's like I wouldn't go. I, that wasn't the word I was looking for, <laughs> but it's like tempting. Yes, let me throw it away for you. It besides, we've already covered the Twilight series on AYCA. I know, but just in case y'all wanted a memento from you know the good times, bad old days. <laughs> Canon. <laughs> How can I have a memento from a thing I really don't remember? You know, like I said, I've seen them all too, and those were those were times that I had. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're not like most of the time. They're not even like fun, bad. They're just kind of. Eh. It's just not they're a, just movies. There's not a lot of content, but there is there is a bit where Bella uh, sees Edward's ghost, and the only way she can feel any sort of energy or sexual pleasure is to throw herself into extreme headlong danger. Extreme headlong danger. Like danger, when she jumps danger. off a cliff into the into the ocean, like five hundred feet below her. You know, I, I actually managed to avoid seeing any of those films. Same. It's good. It's a good time. Yep. But also, you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have a reason to go see a them. bloody freaking coward. Man, I was taken. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but uh, I was brought. Uh, and I don't remember which one. Don't I don't remember. Whatever one was released on November 18th one year because my friends from college were like, happy birthday, we're taking you to see Twilight. That, that doesn't that's sound a shitty like, birthday. Those, those, those are shitty friends. friends. Like, yeah. I, told, it was like, I, I, went, I was like Bob's Burgers. I was just like, look, I'm going to complain the whole time. And I did. <laughs> it was great. Well, do you know what else was great? Uh, spaghetti. Yes, I love spaghetti. <laughs> It's Particularly mom spaghetti. And in fact, this episode of Cajun Greatness, we're talking about spaghetti. Yes. Welcome to the uh, the Skeddy Cast. But are we going to talk about spaghetti or the Tim and Eric short? The spaghetti. No, I try not to ever talk about Tim and Eric. Don't want to talk to my spaghetti. Is that is that where the spaghetti thing came from? Because somebody at work says it all the time. Well, spaghetti. Don't touch my spaghetti. Well, there, there's like there's, there's the Tim and Eric bit, and then there's like a clip from like an old ass cartoon of someone touching my spaghetti. Okay. I always liked Paschetti, the bit from What We Do in the Shadows. That's a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> That's what my mom would call it. Scary. Yeah. 
Anyway, welcome to Cajun Greatness, the show where we talk about the movies of Nicolas Cage 47.325% of the time. And today we are bumping that number up a bit because we are talking about The Death of Superman Lives, a documentary that does feature archival footage of Nicolas Cage. Therefore, we declare it close enough. Yeah, it's a movie he was almost in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And of course, as always, I'm here with my estimable co-host and a special guest to my right is Jojo. Hi, I'm here to bring the spadissi. <laughs> God damn it, it already it's already started. There's a <laughs> there's a fucking Yannick spider <laughs> in this movie. Oh, there, there, there is. Yeah. Did, you, did you think we weren't gonna talk about spadissi? Uh, you know, I foolishly hoped. <laughs> spadissi came out before the introductions. <laughs> oh, you think uh, like okay, okay you, you know I gotta strike when the iron's hot. Strike fast, <laughs> Cobra Kai, do or die. <laughs> To JoJo's right is Canon. My hair is magnificent, and I have been in 500, and I repeat, exactly 500 street fights. No more, no less. <laughs> to Canon's right is Pat. Hello there, it's uh, Power Pat. <laughs> and to Pat's right is our special guest, Emilio. Hi, guys. Hey, Emilio's back. Yay. Whoa. Whoa, welcome back. Let's fucking go. And I, of course, am your uh, other host, Shimmy, and I know what I'm talking about when I discuss Superman, unlike 98% of the people in this goddamn documentary. <laughs> well, well, see, Why? obviously, that's, that is your great moral failing, because... <laughs> What I thought was a great point that they made in the movie is that a lot of time with the comic movies, people can be too reverent and too slavish in their appreciation of a product, and therefore that makes it worse. <laughs> Inherently. Yeah. Everyone. But, but Spider, but Spadusi, though, that's, a, that's A-OK. That's good to go. Everyone that was on camera in this fucking thing that wasn't named Nicolas Cage or Kevin Smith and maybe like two of the artists were so far up their own asses that I couldn't hear them because it was just muffled. I, John Peters might be the worst human being I've ever seen on screen. But goddamn, was he not entertaining. And you know what? This just cements my hatred of Tim Burton as a person too. I just... God damn it. I hate them. <laughs> so let's do that thing where we go around the table. Sorry. And uh, in case you didn't know, we were talking about uh, the death of Superman lives. What happened? A documentary on the what if Tim Burton Superman movie that didn't happen. And I feel like it's probably for the best. <laughs> Jojo, what did you give the documentary in terms of a rating? Which is going to be weird because this is kind of a weird thing to rate. But you know, fuck it. We're going to do it anyway. Well, I mean, there there are certain like documentaries that like like Werner Herzog documentaries you would I could easily give a rating to. I but want I to what, see the Superman. There's nothing but cool dark universe and then Superman's eyes. But uh, <laughs> I, I was actually fo- uh, kind of following the director when this movie was being made. Like he, he was part of. Like I think AMC movie talk, and then that turned into Collider, and then it became a clusterfuck. But uh, as far as like the documentary, it started, and I'm like, okay, this is a little. 
amateurish, but you know, this is, you know, crowdfunded movie. I get that. But as the documentary went along <laughs> and how it was just, it was really well paced. And I just kept getting sucked in to the, like, there were, there was not really a lot of like quippy banter with this one. I, I, Cause I, at least for me, I was just sort of zoned in with the story and, and whoo boy, were <laughs> there were some interesting characters. Um, this movie, uh, kind of like it made me like Tim Burton more and hate Tim Burton more. Uh, the John Peters guy, I only knew him as the the guy who just wanted the giant fucking spider. <laughs> He is the absolute villain of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Full stop. But, uh, you know, you know, sort of like production or just like budgetary limitations aside, like it was just a really well-paced, well-told story. And I gave it three and a half stars. Nice. Cannon, what did you think? Uh, it had been quite some time. Uh, I believe I was still living in Mississippi the last time I saw this documentary. But I remember always uh, enjoying it. And now I regret not picking it up when it was easily available on uh, Blu-ray. Because Jesus Christ, I went all over town today looking for it. Just to be like, you know what, like I'm on a treasure hunt. It would be fucking sick if I found it, right? But of course, I didn't. And, um... um Shimmy mentioned this off the pod earlier. Uh, the highest, uh, there's only two copies, and one of them's going for like $200 signed by the director. Yeah, who who has since passed away. Yes. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Uh, but uh, this is a very <clears throat> interesting documentary to me. Uh, I had heard of the uh, John Peters story um, through Kevin Smith, through his first um, in Evening with the Kevin Smith, spe- Evening with Kevin Smith special years ago and I was just like wow this dude is bananas and oh my god we got to see the man live well not live but in living color just fucking just full blown how is this man also Steven Seagal is he Steven Seagal (laughs) like literally that was part of my review which we'll get to really (laughs) shit but um uh and Does like, Aikido like Steven Seagal? Probably. It's like the different like um, ways that uh, the documentary tells you and shows you like bits of movie or like bits of the script that happen, well, that were written but didn't happen. It's like some of them are, li- are like live live action, like people reenacting it. Others, it's like um, illustrated. It's like cartoons, and it's a it's a. Many cast of character. Well, one big character who is oh god. We will talk about. I still really enjoy this documentary. I'm giving it a four. Nice, Pat. Um, yes, much like Ken, this was a story I was at least fairly familiar with from like listening to Kevin Smith's like spoken word like years ago. But just like how like a more fleshed out version of that like story with like more complex, more. Uh, points of view it's like it's an incredibly interesting especially from an artistic point of view like just seeing all the different like processes and pieces of art for the production like i would love like a coffee table book of this movie and its production like i would just i would live for that um and as for the documentary itself like you know of course it is you know it was sort of crowdfunded so it does have some like weaknesses in terms of its presentation 
Uh, I did feel a little bit while the content was engaging, I felt like it was it got a little turgid at times. Like sometimes it didn't really. It felt like it was a little aimless. Like it kind of like there's a lot of content here and it wasn't maybe as tightly connected, but it's still a, a an, an outrageous story and really helps you understand that it's a fucking miracle that any movie happens at all yeah. <laughs> even ones that are like tame by comparison like this is obviously off the wall crazy bullshit but it seems like how does any movie ever get made it's just all these conflicting people and just nothing gets done except for the last second uh but it's still a, a very interesting watch i gave it three and a half out nice. of five nice emilio when I think of John Peters, I think cringe and ugh. <laughs> Just, yeah. But again, like Cannon stated earlier, the story that Kevin Smith said, that's how I found out about it. And then when the documentary came out and was like on Showtime, I watched it and like Cannon, I regret never getting this documentary. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much echoing what everybody else has already said. And yeah, I'm going to go three and a half as well with this. But. Nice. Uh, so the first time I heard about this movie happening was Wizard Magazine. Oh, that's <laughs> oh wow. Again, being a comic book person hasn't just been my life. Like, it is. It is who I am as a human being for good or ill. Uh, one day I'll get a real personality, <laughs> but not today. So Wizard Magazine. Not this day. Nah. This day we fight. Uh, they reported that Cage was cast. And at that point, I, st- I like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I could see that. Really? And I still think, I know it's weird, right? <laughs> like my, my whole personality is like 50% comics, 40% wrestling, 10% Nicolas Cage. You should start a Nicolas Cage podcast. You oh, know, wait, that's I mean, a good wait, idea. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you know, that'd, be a, that'd be a great idea. Too bad we don't have one. Right. Somebody should get on that right now. We'll put a pen in that. And even then, I thought it was a bad idea. Just Tim Burton, the Tim Burton part. Because I, like, I have long said Batman Returns is my favorite Batman movie. That's not true anymore. Mm-hmm. It's now number two. Uh, and I love Batman 89 because it's great. Like, there are, you know, issues, of course, but as far as Batman goes, it's great. But, like, Tim Burton, I like maybe four of his movies that I can think of right off the top of my head. Batman, Batman Returns, Beetlejuice, and Big Fish. Oh, fuck. I forgot he did Big Fish. And like everything else, I'm just sort of either indifferent or actively dislike. I don't like Edward Scissorhands. I can't fucking stand Nightmare Before Christmas. I know that wasn't like a production of his, but like it's fucking close enough. I feel like he had his hand shoved up that director's ass the whole time. Like, no, make it like this. I gotta I just, say ditto to all of that, what you just said, as yeah, far as Tim Burton's concerned. Yeah, I just... He's a one-trick pony. Like, all right, give me Helena Bottom Carter and Johnny Depp, and I'll make something weird and gothic. Okay, cool. So I, I didn't like the idea of a Superman that Tim Burton did. Um, this documentary was really well done. A lot of stuff I didn't know, because I hadn't seen it before tonight. We had to, and for anyone listening who wants to watch it, there's a, a rip on YouTube with French subtitles. It's the only fucking place on the internet you can find, purchase... Yeah. <laughs> Like, other than that, you're just going to have to come over here. We'll, we'll fucking pantomime it for you if they take that video down. Okay, and Cannon gets to play John Peters. <laughs> Not Kevin Smith, really? I mean, look, there, there was only five of us. We have to do dual parts. Oh, okay, well, um, 
I got to start my 500 fight, starting with you. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one of us is better at flailing around aimlessly while saying nothing but still managing to talk for 30 minutes can be Tim Burton. Also, we just need a, a horde of urchin children to bring into a active studio environment. Yes. Or to just like crit- critique and like give pointers on like... And make them taste their own blood. But like I, I like this documentary a lot. It was well done. I, I agree with Pat that your pacing was a bit. I thought it could have trimmed about fifteen minutes. You know, it's an hour. I, I could see that. It's an hour forty-four. That seems a little long. Like I didn't need the random assholes and Jimmy Palmiotti in the beginning talking about Nick Cage's Superman, which is weird. Bunch of random assholes, and then also Jimmy Palmiotti. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but it also got Grant Morrison's floating head. Yeah, it's always fun to see Grant Morrison, but, you know, I, I don't like listening to Grant Morrison because that crazy Scottish bastard is not intelligible. Like, love him to death. He's one of my favorite writers. I haven't ever read anything he's done that I didn't like. Well, good thing he's a writer because the speaker is <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of hard to parse through. Yeah, so he's, he is super-duper Scottish. But, like, that first 10 minutes, yeah, you can cut that without any real issue at all. But, yeah, that's just a, a slight nitpick. Overall, I gave the documentary itself four stars. The people in the documentary, fuck all of you not named Kevin Smith (laughs) and Nick Cage. Because everybody else, except for like two of the artists, the one they got from comic books, guy whose name I can't remember, and then Liam Sharp, who I'm weirdly defending despite hating his artwork. Like, yeah, like they're fine. Everybody else. It's like, I don't know the comics. I just, the Superman's dub. Like, fuck you. <laughs> it's it, 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 that that's something I find so st- strange is that while like Peter was just like so gung ho to do this project, but like is really just sort of antithetical to everything Superman's about. Like, what and made like, you want to do this story? And the way Kevin Smith tells it in his his uh, evening with special, like John Peters didn't even know that Superman's Kryptonian name was Kal El. And like they, he goes over it briefly. Like, yeah, he didn't want the tights. He didn't want him to fly around, and he wanted a giant spider. And John Peters refutes everything except the tights and the flying around. I think that's because he's gotten so much shit since then. Why would Kevin Smith lie about those two things? Those are ridiculous things. And of course, someone as out of touch as John Peters, like, I don't want him to have tights, and I don't want him to fly. And then somehow that became Smallville. But whatever. <laughs> how how many spiders were in Smallville? <laughs> you know, I don't remember that no, many. No spiders. No, but, but I, I watched I, I, that. I mean, this is also the man who said he was a street fighter. Yep. And he uh, had 500 fights. Does he, does he have exactly. a com- does he, ha- does he have exactly. a combat dossier like a little black book? It's just like. Uh, and Tim, Tim Burton doesn't know a fucking thing about comic books. John Peters doesn't know a fucking thing about comic books. And they're like, oh, we don't want comic book guys uh, to make this movie. Like, you don't want the people who are making the thing that's successful in the first place to help you make your adaptation successful? Strange f- concept, right? Weird. Yeah. So no, fucking weird. Because Warner Brothers in the late 90s... Until a certain movie came out, were, <laughs> they were not making very good decisions. It's just it's it's baffling because a lot of that still exists. Look at fucking Zack Snyder. That's right, Snyder fanboys. Fuck you. He sucks. <laughs> uh, and you know I feel bad because Henry Cavill would be a great Superman in a better movie. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage would be a fun Superman in him. Like I and throughout the movie you see clips of him talking about like I would have done something new and different with Superman. 
you know what? That's fine. He wants to do that. That for him, I understand because he understands Superman to begin with. He wants to do something different. I mean, this motherfucker bought Action Comics number one like three times, so he clearly knows what he's doing. He, he definitely is a, a genuine fan. So I'd be interesting what perspective he could bring to it. Yeah, yeah. but like Tim Burton doesn't care. Tim- and, and, and honestly, this is I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you like I, I've never sort of been a fan of Tim Burton's style or aesthetic I can I can appreciate <laughs> his themes what he's going for stuff like that but like his movies never gravitated to me despite really thinking they should but uh, I, I just think Tim Burton is just a a bad fit for Superman yeah, a was, very bad fit for Superman. He was talking about making Superman an extent, like, I was just writing myself in the role of Superman. That's how it fucking sounded. Like, here's what I would be like if I were Superman. Well, you're fucking not. I mean, you saw that little picture that I, I'm assuming he drew. It was basically Edward Scissorhands with a weird S and a cape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they called him yeah. Edward Superman. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> fuck. Shit. Like, Superman is my favorite comic book character. I love Superman. I've written essays about Superman. And not just Superman at Earth's End, like actual good Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, you're a fan of Superman other than that story? Yes, actually, weirdly <laughs> enough. Uh, and everyone's like, well, Superman, you can't write a good story about him because he's, he's just like, he's all powerful and stuff. That's not the point. The super's not the important part, goddammit. It's the man. And it's like, well, he should feel like an outsider, like an alien. He's supposed to represent the best of us. The best film Superman we've gotten since Christopher Reeve was the Russell Crowe narrated trailer for Man of Steel. Not the movie. Movie was not great. But the trailer, the trailer was so perfect. Are we going to go there tonight? We're go, we're, we're we'll we'll, go we'll there have tonight. a Superman okay, discussion okay. right next to the wheel with the Batman we, discussion. We can call a truce on this one. You like the movie. I don't like the movie. That's, we get, that's fine. We both have legitimate pros and cons. Hey, what That's if you're fine. both wrong? Who knows? <laughs> we can agree that Batman v Superman was shit. Yeah. I, uh, there's still a lot I like about that movie. I can watch that over Whedon League any day of the week. Yeah. That's, I mean. Well, I, yeah. I mean, that movie's a dumpster fire. There are about 12 minutes in the Joss Whedon version that I liked. Yeah. And they were all Superman related. Yeah. And the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman did fill in a lot of holes. Well, the but, thing is, like, yeah. with the extended cut of Batman v Superman, yes, it filled some plot holes, but it's still Batman v Superman. The Ultimate Edition? Yeah, it's still just, okay. I don't, I'm not a fan. I know. But, it, <laughs> like, whenever it's on, when we're waiting on Dynamite, I can visibly see the vein, and then the vein says, Turn it off! It's, Jimmy, it is five minutes before the end of Dynamite. It's fine. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. Uh, Everyone involved with the movie that isn't Zack Snyder and David Goyer, I appreciate. I don't think that Amy Adams is a good Lois Lane. I think she's okay, but it's not what I would have picked. I liked her as Lois Lane. I I, she's fine. It just yeah. felt like she I was mean, Amy Adams. what we got. She's probably was, the best. Kate Bosworth. Yeah, uh, yeah no, like... <laughs> I will say, taken side by side... I do prefer Man of Steel to Superman Returns. That's fair. Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, that's that's solid. (laughs) At least I can remember Man of Steel, and I I saw Superman Returns. Now there, I don't remember. There's a lot about Superman Returns I like. Uh, Kevin Spacey, back when we thought he was a decent human being and not a rapist slash killer. 
he's a great Lex Luthor. And I think he would have been a good Lex Luthor in a serious version of Lex Luthor as opposed to a, a Gene Hackman impersonation. I genuinely like Brandon Routh as an actor and a person. He seems cool as hell, and I'm glad he got to do the Kingdom Come Superman stuff. Yes, uh, and sort of like redeem himself. Yes, because I gave him nothing to do but, in that movie. But Kate Bosworth was terrible. Kate oh, yeah, Bosworth yeah. was dog shit. Um, and how come James Marsden has it somewhere in his contract that he has to be involved in love triangles in movies? I have it at three with this one. Well, I mean... He, Mo- multiple if you count all the X-Men movies. Well, he left X-Men to go with Brian Singer to do Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. That's why Gene just dusted him, mm-hmm. which led to my favorite Sonic meme where he, Marsden and Sonic are sitting in that canoe like, <laughs> and Gene killed me right over there. <laughs> I, think it did. That's That's, I fucking love that meme, right? <laughs> the point of that was... I would be very interested to see Nicolas Cage's interpretation of Superman, but a lot of studios and a lot of writers that aren't involved in the world of comics, and a lot of them that are involved in the world of comics, uh, looking at you, Scott Snyder, uh, they miss the point of Superman. The point of Superman is that he's supposed to be the best of us. You know, like, yeah, you're like, well, we're going to make him sad and nervous and, like, super anxiety-ridden, but that's not accurate. Superman's just a, a Midwestern farm boy. Superman does the right thing because it's the right thing to do. It doesn't need to get any deeper than that. Because there's not a lot of other characters like that anymore. Everybody's fucking Deadpool or Rob Liefeld cable with uh, guns and pouches. Fuck you. Everybody oh, fuck has we're back in the 90s now. For some <laughs> and so, you know, that's, that's, you know, my rant about Superman for now. Yeah. Well, and, and the. I, I can sort of get behind wanting to do something different, all that, but like, even sort of the quote, like, good ideas they were coming up with, I, and especially thinking about this coming out, what, like, 898? Mm-hmm. Almost coming out in 98. Almost coming out in 98, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that wouldn't have worked. Just the amount of effort they put into that actual suit, I'm just like, Jesus I mean, Christ. God, how much money did those people alone throw at the suits? D- just gosh. for the testing. Like, Jesus I, Christ. To me, that, that's one of the most heartbreaking things. Like, yeah. The people who are just like literally putting the suit together and just like all that effort is gone. And like, I really like, I mean, I know, I know this is, is a very far and left field, but I really like the very whimsical concept they came up with. Like, you see, like, the glowing, like, circulatory system within this suit. Like, there's a lot of really creative ideas. And, like, I'm definitely a big proponent of, like, taking, like, risk with an established thing. Like, you know, Superman's been around for, like, almost 100 years. Like, you can afford to do something really different with it. But I know in a studio space, they want sure things. So, like, I can understand them wanting something, like, more traditional, but like I, you know, I'm not really like married to any sort of like vision for like Tim Burton. But it's like I at least really appreciate he wanted to do something different, and I know that's really hard to do when he has like such a like mythologized character like Superman, where everybody has a very concrete vision of what he is, and letting one person make this massive as attempt at showing their version of it is going to put people off no matter what. Yeah, but I appreciate when people try. Well, see, like, and the designs look cool. Like, yeah. that's my, my overall issue with the entire production of this isn't how it looked. Like, yeah, fuck it. Make it weird. You know, that's fun. 
it, my issue was the the character of Superman himself. Yeah. And and the idea that he didn't know he was an alien until Luther found a fucking spaceship. spaceship on the Kent farm for some reason. That's dumb. Like he's starting to fly at twelve. Yeah, but which draft was that at that point? Was that uh, the third? I think it was like third or fourth or twelfth. Well, Who the fuck well, knows? Well, honestly, that was probably like the third writer because yeah. there was Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. another guy, and then a, the final guy. That final guy. I that not, final guy got on my nerves. That final guy was an asshole. He, he, he was that little like scrawny white headed dude. Yeah, yeah. kind of look like Doug Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, what, what, is it? I was about to say, you reminded me of that weird ice cream man from Legion. Is that yeah. Doug Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I, I might not be. Possibly. You know what? Let's a sapien from Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so. also, he's the motion capture for Silver Surfer. Yep. Yes, that's it. And he was the original voice for Silver Surfer. And in the first previews that released for Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, you could hear his voice, which was ethereal and light and fucking perfect. And then they got Morpheus, <laughs> which I still, I was furious about then. I'm furious now. Doug Jones was perfect. He sounded like you expect Silver Surfer to sound. And then all of a sudden, it's goddamn Lawrence Fishburne. I was like, stop it. Just stop it. And, and yes, getting the ice cream man was Doug Jones. Oh, that's cool. He was also the fish man that uh, Sally Hawkins fucked in yep. Shape of Water. Well, you know, if you have Del Toro and there's a fish man, he's going to call Doug Jones. Well, he's yeah. all, he was also the pale man in Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, you, yeah. you, you get GTD to do a movie, Doug Jones is going to be there. Like, yeah. Every, like, you know. <laughs> but that's the problem, getting him to do it. Yeah, I just mean because, like, Abe Sapien, fish man. Like, Doug Jones likes yeah. to play fish man. Like, like, like Tim Burton, like, a lot of directors have, like, their pals to come on and do, like, a movie. Like, the Coen brothers. They yeah. always have, like, their... Everyone has their muse. Like, that yeah. one girl on Uncut Jobs. <laughs> on Jobs. How that guy kind of looks like him. I and mean, it's just spiraled into this whole conversation about Doug Jones. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you want to know the thing that I find most ironic, going back to the Superman Lives, yes. about them adapting Death of Superman, of course, all of which, you know, none of them fucking read it. They admitted as much. The ironic thing about that was Death of Superman was done to show that Superman, with you know his, his quote-unquote old-timey uh, morals, beliefs, like Superman as a character was important to modern day. So they killed him and replaced him with four other versions. There's Superboy, Connor Kent, who's great. He was like the cool 90s dude. There was Steel, who is Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there, which came up here during this documentary. There was the Cyborg version, which was a, an old villain pretending to be Superman who blew up Coast City and caused Hal Jordan to lose his fucking mind and become Parallax and then become dead and then become the Spectre. Now he's back and everything's fine. Uh, and then there was the Eradicator, which was supposed to be like the brutal 90s version who killed people. Like, I have Bono sunglasses and fuck you, energy. Yeah. <laughs> and like that was just a Kryptonian relic. But the point of Death of Superman entirely was to show that Superman as a character was important. And so they're adapting Death of Superman and fucking with the character. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I, I like my eyes twitching. It's like, and, and all of those characters that you mentioned were in Kevin Smith's draft of the script. Mm-hmm. And like everything he said, I was just like, wow, you know what? Maybe he was the fucking choice. But you know, he was the clerk's guy. Ah, don't don't let the clerk's guy do it. What yeah. the fuck? You know, Smith does another uh, bit in one of his evenings with about Tim Burton, how 
uh, Burton did Planet of the Apes, yes, which was did. also <laughs> terrible. And it ended with, uh, spoiler alert, the Lincoln Memorial with a, an ape head on it, <laughs> which was out was of a choice. comic book that Kevin Smith did, like one of Kirk's tie-in comic. And so he did an interview uh, with a, a guy he knew from the newspaper, like, yeah, I think Tim Burton ripped off our, our, our story beat, tee-hee-hee. And it was reprinted without the tee-hee-hee. And Tim Burton got pissed. And so, like, anyone who knows me knows that I would never read a comic book, especially not one by Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith's responsible. That explains fucking Batman, <laughs> which is great. It's a great it's line. A yeah. So, yeah, no, Tim Burton doesn't stop it. Now, like, I... I he does seem like an insufferable twat. I will... <laughs> <laughs> like, like... Like, you talking about the man just saying a whole bunch of nothing, holy shit, was that true? He just sort of gesticulated. And and at one point, they just kind of animate his, like, (laughs) movements. And and he he just... And at the end of it, it's just like, what the fuck point of that was that? And the weird thing, uh, every person, and I don't remember, like, particularly who, but every person that I've seen like parody or like make fun of Tim Burton does that hand gesture and oh my God, the man really does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's weird. I mean, that's just a Burtonism, I suppose. Fucking. I, I can't recall a single thing he actually said. I'm just, I keep flashing back and it just ums, ers, and ahs, and you knows. And, and I mean, you know, everyone, you know, especially if they're not used to public speaking or someone who's like really kind of weird and awkward. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of vocal fillers. But, whoo, man, this man said, hold my beer. I'm about to take this to another level. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised they got him to be in this thing. I thought the same thing the first time I watched it. That was surprising. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I echo the sentiment. I am not the biggest Tim Burton fan either. However, there I do like like a handful of his movies. I do like Edward Scissorhands. Sleepy Hollow, I dig. Uh, I forgot. Um, yes, thank you. Sleepy Hollow is good. I do like that. I Mars Attacks. I fucking love Mars Attacks. I'm pretty okay on Mars Attacks. Uh, what else? I know I'm missing some. I mean, Ed of course, Wood. I love the two Batman movies. I've never seen Ed Wood, actually. Me either. Um, it's and, okay. And uh, I'm sure there's other stuff by him I, I haven't seen. Uh, I, I was never real big on the whole Nightmare Before Christmas shtick or any of that yeah it's one of those things where like i appreciate what he's trying to do i appreciate yeah. in sort of in an abstract his aesthetic it just does it it didn't really click with me even though like you know i definitely felt like an outsider as a kid and it's like yeah. anyone can relate to that but it was something about his aesthetic just kind of was off-putting yeah like when you see a tim burton movie you know you're watching a tim burton <laughs> Yeah, and like he made decent points about things like we all feel like outsiders, and we all none of us feel like comfortable in our own skin. Like, and that's fine, that's true, and that has applied to Superman before, but that that's not his only personality trait. Like, that's a that's an outlier for Superman. Like, yeah, he has trouble sitting there feeling like he fits in because you know, same time he's a farm boy from Kansas, he's also an alien. But he overcomes that to be the best person he can be. Like, and, and there's something about sad boy Superman that's just kind of off-putting. It's really not fun, Espe- like, especially like in the, like the Snyderverse. Well, that's to me in the original movies. Like, that's what Pa Kent was there for. Is to, yeah, quit being sad. I mean, you're made for something greater than this. You know. So, and and I think one of Superman's strength is that he is a very positive 
life affirming character. I mean, you you have people who are that you allow them to be like this, the sort of the, the darker reflection of people's like feelings and you know insecurities. And not to say that Superman is is like this infallible character. And I think like that's people construe that as a weakness of his like concept. But like. I think one of the, that's one of the strong things that he is a very positive, like engaging character, and yeah, had brings a lot of hope. And there is a way you can make that compelling, and people mm-hmm. have done it several times in his history. Yeah, that, you just have to be a good writer. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like you know, like I again, I've made the jokes. <laughs> My family sucked. I was very sad as a child. <laughs> yes, I was. It's very true. And so, like I, I always liked and gravitated towards Batman, whom I love. When Batman's written well, Batman's great. Uh, but like I, I noticed as I started getting older that I really appreciated when Batman was portrayed as a human with feelings and like who cared about people uh, as opposed to, you know, like grumpy shadows. Like, I am the vengeance. I've always been alone. Ignore the four Robins, two spoilers, three Huntresses, five Alfreds. Just ignore them. I'm alone. Well, that's what, of course they're alone because they, all of them died. <laughs> Has anyone watched the animated uh, Injustice movie? I have not. Oh, no, I'm good. No, you want to talk about Batman being human? Yeah. That movie right there. I teared up. Is that on HBO Max by chance? Yeah, that is. Uh, that is. Yeah. There's a lot I need to catch up on. I yeah. keep forgetting they had they like all that includes the fucking a lot of the animated stuff and like yeah like if you haven't seen Batman Under the Red Hood the animated movie I, I it's fucking good I like Jensen it. Ackles is an excellent Red Hood voice he and is. apparently he's working on a CW something for DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They should be good. But there's an issue of Batman from the uh, late '80s. And I, I need to find it because it's one of my favorites. I haven't read it in a long time, but it's like several people see Batman throughout a night and they all tell different stories. Like one is he's cornering this guy in a gas station who tried to rob him. He's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to break every bone in your body and make you wish for death. Like to try and scare him straight. And another one, he's like an avenging angel of you hurt this lady. I'm going to punch you in the face. And then in another one, like he finds these two orphan kids living under a bridge. And, and the cop who finds him is like, he actually cried like he looked really sad about these dwarfing kids and then the end of the book you you know it shows Wayne Manor and Bruce is standing in a doorway and those two kids are like in Wayne Manor like he's housing them and Alfred's like yeah you did a good job Master Wayne like because like Bruce cares like Mark Wade put it best in Kingdom Come when you strip everything else away from Batman you're left with someone who doesn't want to see anybody else die mm-hmm. and that sort of hopefulness is what I gravitated towards the most with uh with Batman and then that was even more so found in Superman because I always felt more like Batman but god damn it I want to be more like Superman <laughs> yeah bye 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 that's good that's good I love every good bit shit. of that oh, and thank you. Uh, Amelia I wanted to get your opinion because mm-hmm. like you are our guest and we did want to give you sure. your, your oh fuck Amelia you're here yeah I know uh, your, your chance to speak in like <laughs> are you wearing a Superman shirt Amelia I actually am yes. oh my god I, I think he might be a fan that one's actually based off of Superman's cape yeah because he and I had a discussion how fucking weird it is are you wearing it backwards no, it's it's hmm. actually just a red shirt with the yellow S. It's weird. Amelia, the you, yellow S. Have is you seen my keychain thing? Oh, nice. Yeah, I've had I've had this Superman keychain thing since high school. Man, that looks like it could fuck somebody up. Yeah, I was about to say it, it, it looks like <laughs> it honestly looks like a hood ornament. This is not light. Oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> it, it could, uh, it's sharp. <clears throat> 
a little bit. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because like whenever Jimmy's in trouble, he just takes it off and throws it yeah. like in that. that one. Like, yeah. no, but, like, like John Peter's cape that beheads somebody comes back to see the spawn cape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's. Or, or let, let's let Amelia we'll, talk. We'll, we'll come back to Doctor Strange Superman cape. <laughs> I did want to get your opinion. Like, because obviously you've been around to so very clearly a Superman fan. I want to find out like what drew you to this character, and I feel like just like your your experience with him, and like what is one of your favorite interpretations of the character? Uh, favorite interpretation of Christopher Reeve. That's what I grew up with. Um, ever since I was a little kid. Always liked Superman. The colors got me. It was like him and Spider-Man, basically. The red and blue, I was just always drawn to that. But Superman was the first thing that I remember. The Christopher Reeves stuff, especially. I mean, to this day, I still have a little baby shoe. From when I was a baby, that my grandmother saved. And it's little baby Superman on it. It's red, white, and blue. Little baby Superman on it. But yeah, um, I've always liked it. I What specifically drew me to him? It was just those Christopher Reeve movies. I mean, he was a good guy. He was different, sure, uh, but he was. It was just he has all this power, but he also doesn't have to use that. You know, it helps, of course, but him not using it, I guess, is what makes him better. I guess you know to help inspire people. And yeah, I mean, what specific thing though? I don't know what it was just always he was always there i always yeah. watched it and loved it and i still i think the first one i remember watching was probably superman 3 with richard Pryor, one of the worst ones of course <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm, sure, but I'm sure like not without its charm for some yeah, folks yeah but i mean it was just it's not quest yeah. for peace right I, mean, <laughs> I like quest for peace shut up you know it's like but um no i mean it, it was just since I was a little kid, the cape, probably, you know, flying around, it was just, he could do all these awesome things. And he was a straight up good guy. He was the Boy Scout, as he's called, and just always drawn to that. Because I always wanted to be like a good guy. I'm not perfect, I know that, but it's like, I want to be better. Yeah, always yeah. strive to be exactly. a better person. Yeah. And, and that's what Superman was sent here for. That's what Jarrell tells him. You're going to lead him, you're going to help them, you know. They're going to follow you. And also, yeah. And, and it's something that um, I, I'm calling to mind now is that why I think it's, it's, it's nice to have like a time where there are more positive versions of Superman because like there, there is a, a, I guess an, an inclination to make a, like a darker version and which that's not necessarily wrong, but I think what makes Superman so compelling and so I think the interesting part is that he has you know literal godlike powers but still every day he chooses to to do good things with him to do right because like it's because that obviously is the harder choice to make when you have just phenomenal power and he chooses to you know do you know the good job to, to help people it's it's the easy choice to like to fuck up and like blow stuff up with lasers and like mm -hmm. zip around like that's the easy choice it's easy to be uh corrupted by power it's so much harder to wield that in a safe way which is like one of my I, one of my favorite moments of superman is that the finale of the justice league cartoon where he lets loose on 
uh, Dark Side, like I've his, his world that. of cardboard speaks. Like yeah. every single moment if you've ever seen Superman, like he's always consciously holding back. And then for that one moment, he's like, I'm going to fuck up. And just like, I feel like that's when it, a, a switch went off in my head about Superman. I was like, oh, shit. This is what he's capable of. But he always chooses another path. Yeah. If you like that one, you should check out. Uh, it's It should be on HBO Max. It's uh, Superman versus the, was it the Elite? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because it was based off of Superman 700. With Manchester Black. Oh yeah, that's that's the one. Which I, I fucking love that one. The story, I love the animated bit because <clears throat> it's these these angrier heroes who aren't afraid to kill people to to keep criminals in line. So Superman has to deal with them. And at the end, he uh, yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it, but he he obviously wins because he's Superman and he gives a, a speech. It's one of my favorite things from any comic book. And uh, he says, dreams save us. Dreams lift us up and transform us. And on my soul, I swear until my dream of a world where dignity, honor, and justice become the reality we all share, I'll never stop fighting, ever. That's Superman. Uh And Grant Morrison, the crazy Scottish bastard, who is in (laughs) fact a wizard. No, I believe it. uh, And who hates Alan Moore, says he's a fake wizard. Like, a wizard fight. No, they've I been having a wizard fight for like 30 <laughs> years now. It's the best. You know, he, the way he put it was, somewhere in our darkest night, we made up the story of a man who will never let us down. That's Superman. And my favorite author, Mark Wade, he said it didn't matter that he wasn't real. What matters was that he cared about everyone in the world without exception, without judgment. That's super, Superman's supposed to be the best of us. No. Not Tim Burton in a fucking cape. <laughs> Uh, and, and I think I, I, like I, there's been so many different like uh, facsimiles of Superman over the years, but I think one of my favorite uh, alternative versions, and I guess in spirit of the character, uh, is All Might from My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. But very, very clearly, the Superman analog for that setting, and I feel like th- there's a really great uh, understanding of what makes that character uh, in inside of this anime. And plus, like it's a very similar like like old school version of Superman where he's like he's enormously strong and also he can't fly he just jumps really high just like the the, the most exaggerated physical capability and I feel like that, that's a really uh, uh, great sort of successor to the spirit of Superman in, in, a, in another medium in another country just like to show how universal this concept is I love jumpy Superman those Max Fleischer cartoons are all on YouTube by the way <laughs> and like those, those, those cartoons came out in like the fifties and forties, but they were like so gorgeously, fluidly yeah, animated. They're fantastic. They still hold up. The I one, uh, the, by the first one I saw was where he's getting hit with a laser and he starts punching the laser beam away. Yes. And you know, when I was a kid, I would punch my shower away like that, pretend I was Superman. And then when I was an adult, I still fucking do. I did it this morning. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna do a bit where we just take a fire hose at Shimmy and just, you got to punch it back and then tie it in a knot. It's like you don't think every one of my showers doesn't turn into a goddamn R and B music video in there? <laughs> like every time, just. Now, my, my go-to was always like from Superman three, where he puts his palm out to block the beam from. 
the scary robot lady. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that was always my Oh, go-to. God, that she fucking robot lady fucked me up as a kid. I don't I think was it, also she didn't scare up anybody, anybody yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody that I've ever talked to is always like, oh, go the robot but lady. Was she like, three, it's all right? right. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. that that's scared the fuck yeah, out of me. She gets all like circuited up and then her eyeballs open and they're just silver. Yeah, I was like, I ran. Until then, it was like mad scientist Richard Pryor, evil Superman Clark Kent, giant evil horrible robot lady who's going to flay you alive. Like, holy shit. Like, what a fucking tonal shift. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be a great idea for a future episode. Movies that fucked us up as children. <laughs> oh, man, I got many. I've got such a list. <laughs> uh, God, there was one that was mentioned in this movie that fucked me up, and I done forgot it. It's probably one of, like, the 48 things that Tim Burton was talking about that wasn't comic books. However, there was a snippet of a, uh, and God damn it, I don't, was it like Kings of New York or something? Uh, it's like a Christopher Walken movie. And they showed just a bit from it, and it's just him just like blasting a dude away with a gun. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That was Kings of New York, yeah. Um, and then the one before that where he sets a body on fire was The Prophecy, which is one of my favorite oh, yeah. movies. Now, Prophecies. you see, that looked cool, and I was like, I need to figure out what that is. The prophecy. the prophecy. I have, the, <laughs> he was in the first three. They've done five. The last two were shit. Mm-hmm. Number three wasn't that good. But he was in it, so it was fun. The first one, I fucking love the first one. It's him. It's Elias Coteus who played Casey Jones in the Turtles movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was also the weird, bald, bad guy in Mark Wahlberg's Shooter. Hmm. I have not seen Shooter in so long. Anyway, Elias Coteus, he's great. Yes. But no, The Prophecy. I ha- like I said, I have those DVDs. You're welcome to borrow <laughs> them. Oh, yeah, you bring up Christopher Walken reminded me it's fucking Sleepy Hollow. Him, oh. him and Sleepy <laughs> Hollow. Yeah. Like, because that movie came out when I was like five years old, so I was just like, <laughs> I, 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 I think I've mentioned this a few times. I was a weeny fucking baby when I was a kid. Everything scared me, just everything. Same. <clears throat> Yet I somehow feel like, and I think I could pinpoint this to Sleepy Hollow is when the turn happened. Because there's so many people getting, like, de-headed, just blood and guts fucking everywhere in that movie, right? And still, I'm just like, Wait a minute! This shit used to freak me out. What's happening? <laughs> I, I love the bit. If you can see like Dumbledore get his head chopped off in that fucking movie, but didn't like <laughs> Christopher Walken with sharp teeth, like fuck that. <laughs> and you know yes, who was that the? Was me. You know who the headless horseman was when it wasn't Walken's face on it? It was Ray Park. It was Ray Park. He played uh, Darth Maul. It was the toad. And the toad. The yes. <laughs> and you know Ray Park busted his ass to get an Iron Fist movie made. He desperately wanted to do that, and they were gonna. It just never happened. He would have been a great Iron Fist. I think so. He already knew how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> not uh, throwing any Netflix shade. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, they're not there anymore. So they're on Disney+. Plus, now. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> no. Those shows that used to tell us people to watch all the time. You know, Don't watch these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that kind of reminds me of why just let the just other insane little bits how like, oh, Superman's got to stop this... Uh, Stuff being Sama Luthor. Also, suddenly the ninjas attack. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Polar was, bears. Yeah, fucking ninjas. That's. I am still befuddled ninjas. I, I, the one that fucked me up was the polar bears. <laughs> just because is, he was just like, we gotta have a fight, do something. Well, Jojo, what, like, don't you know about polar bears? They're, they're one of the most vicious animals the on animal the kingdom. Yeah. Which he, he said that about three different animals yeah. in this movie. I like how he kept John Peters kept talking shit about Kevin Smith. Like I didn't say that. And then goes on to say exactly that. Yeah. Because, 
I, I didn't say that. And then basically just lies through his teeth. <laughs> but basically, it, it's just like the old bit from the Chappelle show. It's like, but Rick James is like, I didn't say that. Yeah, I did that. Like, yeah. I, I do not like this man at all. Yet, I want to either see a movie about him or read a book about We're him. We're talking about John Peters. Yeah, John Peters. Yeah. John yeah. Peters, yeah. yes. Because this man started out as like what a, a hairdresser for Barbara Streisand, and then he just kind of failed upward. Uh huh. But where did the street fights come in? Was this before or after or during? I think that was probably all the three hundred to seven hundred fans who wanted refunds for Wild Wild West. <laughs> okay, okay, bitch. Listen here. That was I thought was the funniest goddamn thing when the like, the WB. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know, this Tim Burton Superman is too wacky, it's too cost-ineffective, I don't think we should do it. Also, WWE, y'all want a crazy-ass Western with a giant robot spider? Here's all the money. God, and then I, it bombs. I mean, mm. at that point, I get it for that one, because that was the height of Will Smith-a-mania. <laughs> like, Will Smith had just kept getting bigger and bigger and oh, bigger. Yeah. That was right after Men in Black, that was right after Independence Day. Like, Will Smith doing a Western comedy? That, like, at the time, everyone was like, that feels like can't miss. And then it fucking whiffed so goddamn hard. <laughs> now, I do enjoy watching this movie, Wild Wild West. I had it on VHS when I was a kid. I, I enjoy the theme song. I have the theme song on my phone. Fucking slap. Uh, I like Kevin Klein as an actor. I thought he was fun in this. Yeah. Both as Artemis and as uh, President Grant. Yeah. And as Artemis as President Grant. It's fun. Yeah, like that movie may have sucked, <laughs> but those two together in the movie were yeah. fun. I yeah. I, I definitely uh, hope that we land on that movie when we do the wheel. My, my favorite bit of Wild Wild West was... Cartman doing it on South Park. That was it. That was funny. God, Warner Brothers made some questionable choices in the 90s, didn't like they? Like Shakespearean director slash actor slash auteur Kenneth Branagh is like, I'm going to be a Southern villain. Who's also a half a man in a robot <laughs> spider chair. Which, which Kenneth Branagh to me seems like you get Shakespeare in front of him, he kills it. Anything else? Roll the dice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of defend the first Thor movie, but... I think it got unfairly shit on in a lot of ways. I, I do agree with it. Like, it's not great, but it's also, like, people act like that's the worst MCU movie. No, I'm like, that was I'm the like, second yeah. Thor. I'm like... Yeah. Wait, the first Thor they think is the worst? Yeah. I, I've oh, heard, get fucked. No way. Yeah, no. I've heard people have that take. No, it's like, ridiculous. Y'all are just wrong. Iron I, Man I, 2 is clearly the worst. Oh, oh Iron Man, Man 3. Bad. <laughs> 3. Iron Man 3 is not good. No. Uh, Thor the Dark World. I was going to say, Thor the Dark World honestly yeah. might be my least favorite Marvel. I haven't seen him. I still haven't seen him. You know, a lot, and very similar to Wild Wild West, I like Thor the Dark World for the interactions between Thor and Loki, and everything else just kind of sucks. Yeah. They wasted yeah. Christopher Eccleston, who is a tremendous actor. They put him behind shitty prosthetics with a different language, and then he just sort of stood there, and I hate that. But there's a, there's a lot to like in that movie too, honestly. Well, on on Thor, I do think it's funny. Like when Super when Nick Cage was in the Superman, it's like you know, he was kind of giving me like Tom Hiddleston as Loki vibes. It's like the long dark. It was like mm-hmm. I kind of like that look. Like I think that I think that'd be an interesting perspective, just like because he Superman had longish hair back in the in that era of the mm-hmm. comic, and I thought that's a that's a nice look. 
Yeah, yeah, but the thing, that's what another thing that kills me. We talked, it was mentioned by Shimmy earlier that people had, hadn't fucking read the books at all. And um, he's sitting there with that wig, and you know, he has that wig on so they can cut it down eventually. And then you can hear Nick Cage in that footage saying, you know, I'm kind of digging this look now, you know. I, I'm kind of, you know, digging it. Shoulder length, you know. And I'm then just Con like, Air that's <laughs> literally how it's supposed to be, according to the book. But you know, you don't want comic book people buying this fucking shit. And since we're talking about the suits, okay. Uh, I adm- I appreciate all the creativity that went behind these suits. How fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is... Now, all the concept art, all that shit looked fucking rad and cool. But, like, when I started seeing, like, the, the suit, the only outfit that looked even somewhat cool on uh, Nicolas Cage with all the test outfits was the last shot that you see with that cell phone. But even then, they bitch about him having the fucking underwear on the outside. They turn the underwear into a goddamn thong, okay? Yeah, that kind of It's, like, it's like literally a jock strap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was exactly. a weird choice. Also, why is the, the fucking, like, why is the underwear such a controversy? Like, I don't understand, like, why in the late 90s they were just like... We need fucking Superman free ball. I think that's what I think you just answered your question. It was the nineties and like the edgy McEdgertons were like, You gotta take the fucking Yeah. No, like because they were they were coming after Superman anyway for being like, Oh, he's just a farm boy. He's a man he's a boy scout. And they picked the underwear because that's just a thing. Like even recently, they they changed the costume up in 2011, so there was no underwear. It looked I, I, weird because I do remember that being a big fucking deal. They huh? changed it again in 2016 to where it looked a little bit better. Had a belt and a couple little highlights. No underwear. And then after that, you know, they're like fuck it. Everyone seems to hate this. We're giving him the classic suit back. Now he has the suit back. Hey, all big idea. Work. Just the underwear. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Superman goes to Chippendales. Let's go. Oh, and plus, I loved a bit of like his suit being like almost kind of like a techno venom when like his robot yeah. nanny, the shield also coming off to be blades. Mm, but yeah, yeah, the robot nanny. You know, the weirdest thing about the robot nanny, they're like, we're going to call him K, then we're going to call him Jorel. He has a robot at the fortress. His name is Kellex. Yep. They just arrived at that completely independently of what was in the <laughs> fucking book. And then they brought it around town and we're going to make him Jor-El. Oh, you mean like the crystal in the first fucking series? You're just copying yourself. Stop it. I mean, l- l- this, this, is, this is the studio mandate. I mean, you know, they're just going to keep recycling this stuff. They're all uh, successful for. And like the time frame of when they were um, planning on making this was like what, 96, 97? It was supposed to release in 98, July mm-hmm. 4th according to the board that they showed. Alright, and, and old John Peters is just you know, like popping, it's like at first he doesn't want the cape, doesn't want him to fly, but now all of a sudden he wants the cape to do like spawn type shit. Yeah. Which came out in 97, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, he probably saw Spawn and then was like, we got to do the cape, do this. We got to let it do that. I'm just... And that's what like this entire movie reeks of in places. It's like, oh, this is trendy. Let's add this in here. Well, they let the basketball shorts. Oh, that was... Oh, God. That was a... Oh my god. That was a bad decision. I, I do one thing I do think is funny just with the passes of time is like how many of their ideas like eventually came to pass in other media? Like how one of the versions of Brainiac is just his head on a on spider legs and that 
happening in Batman Young with um, Mr. Freeze. He's just like a robot head on like spider legs and then whole thing where Brainiac and Lex Luthor fused into a super being. That's in the Justice League cartoon. Even though they well, had I mean, like... That's, the- that's from the 80s. That was that for that happened in Alan Moore's uh, 1986. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? But like, it had like the like the weird Voldemort Professor Quill version, where just like his head on the back of his no, head. In that one, the faceplate of the Brainiac robot clawed its way up to Luther's head and attached itself to his face and took over his motor functions. Oh, there was something else too. It's I fucked mean, fucked up. I, I love the bit of just like, what if his cape killed people? <laughs> and like, it was a character. It's like, that's kind of what Doctor Strange is in his movies. And, uh, and am I wrong? Uh, I want to say that Tim Burton did like a spider bit with one of the like um, Martian heads and Mars attacks, right? I'm, or am I making this up? No, I'm I, seeing right. like yeah, a head in a right. crawling around. Well, yeah. the head did end up on a poodle's body. Yeah, yeah. that happened. In Mars attacks. Uh, speaking of the Batman Beyond, Mr. Freeze, before we take a break and come back, did you ever hear the original pitch for Batman Beyond's version of Mr. Freeze? I don't think I have. Okay, it's pretty great. Uh, they wanted it just to be one scene where Bruce Wayne, you know, old man Bruce, is, goes to his refrigerator for something. He opens the freezer, and it's just Mr. Freeze's head in the freezer. And he, like, he opens it up, and you hear Freeze go, One day, Wayne, one day I shall turn your bones to ice. I shall, And then Bruce just closes the freezer door and walks away. <laughs> that was the original pitch, and I thought it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. That's awesome. That you know is what? A, I'm mad that didn't happen. Yeah, for right? real. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I feel like we might have at least a little bit more to say. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. That's my cape killing you. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey there, folks. Do you like mugs, T-shirts, phone cases, stickers, wall art, pillows, all sorts of fun things with fun logos? Well, if you do, head on down to tpublic.com slash user slash greatness for all sorts of great merchandise and support your local creators. That's us. Hooray! Welcome back to Cajun Greatness, where we're still screaming about Tim Burton's flaily hands and John Peters being a maniac. <laughs> Yeah. I, I can flail, too. We're all flailing. Woo! Flaily, flail, flail. Uh, there for a minute, I flail. thought motherfucker was about to bust out into the Vogue. Yeah. Oh, oh are we Voguing? Very striking a pose, yeah. Strike the pose. You know, I, I like that song, actually. Strike the Vogue. Y- you know, like that, like, late 80s, early 90s Madonna. I st- Like a Prayer is still my favorite Madonna song. Okay. <laughs> Me, too. And yeah. I like that song. And then Scottish wrestling sensation Grado used it for his entrance, and I just liked it even more. I oh, like the rock sugar version. Have y'all ever heard of rock sugar? Uh-huh. That's yeah, a good version. The rock sugar version okay. where they do it to, with, uh, they match it up with You Shook Me All Night from ACDC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a good, good stuff. Man. Yeah. So Superman. Superman. Uh, what song would uh, <laughs> Superman sing from Madonna's discography? <laughs> <laughs> like a virgin. <laughs> yep. Uh, he would probably do something from Evita. Uh, uh, <laughs> God, I, I just caught what the fuck you just said. <laughs> 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 Don't Andrew cry Lloyd for Lever. me, Metropolis. <laughs> the it, truth is, I'm at the planet. Andrew Lloyd Webber, you, sir, are a madman. <laughs> I will never forgive him 
for <laughs> Phantom 2. Which, which, which plays into my episode idea of us doing uh, talking about lesser known sequels to widely known products. Yeah, that'd be, I like That's that idea. idea. But but also, I, I'm kind of living for the idea of Superman having like a half mask <laughs> and just like just running I around. I mean, that would be basically be the Tim Burton so version. So yeah. they did a, a Batman called Batman Mask that was just Phantom of the Opera. It was part of the Elseworlds series. And that was one of them. And I'm pretty sure I have it. And I will show it to you. Because they did, like, some of those Elseworld stuff in the 90s were fucking insane. There was a trio of, like, German expressionistic, like, Superman's was Metropolis. Batman's was Nosferatu. I know Wonder, that one. Wonder Woman's was something I can't remember right now because it wasn't that good. Uh, so, like, they did a bunch of weird shit. They did Batman Frankenstein, you know, like, and Phantom was one of them. Trust me when I, I say this. It. Trust me when I say this. Y'all don't really want a Superman musical. It happened. It was not good. There's a Superman yeah. musical. Yeah. I have it on 70s, DVD. Yeah. Yes. Um, so <laughs> oh, God. it wasn't as bad as the Spider Man, but it was close. It was close. Because oh, I, okay, y'all. Right, granted, less people probably got seriously injured <laughs> on the Superman. One. Yeah. The only the only thing <laughs> that was turn up the dark. I feel like I feel like there should just be a in memorium like <laughs> like the, like the Vietnam Wall of all the people that got like maimed in the course of that. And, and, and there is something deeply interesting to me about failed Broadway shows or, or, or like Broadway shows that failed to be adapted to the screen. Something about that I just find absolutely hysterical. Well, here's the Good thing. thing this, it wasn't Cats. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but here's the thing. The Superman musical was on Broadway for quite some time, and then they showed it on ABC. They made it for TV. Mm. That's the DVD that I got. Okay. Yeah, also, holy yeah. crap! No way. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> and it is as terrible as it sounds. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just keep thinking about was it uh, David Letterman or Conan O'Brien where they had like a version of a of the Superman, not Superman, Spider Man musical, or has like the most like insane versions of the Sinister Six like coming out like in throws. <laughs> I think that was Conan. And, and, and it's like honestly I was kind of living for like the, their version of the Green Goblin and he was really like sassy and had like, a really deep baritone <laughs> but the one that fucking gooped me was like I don't was it I don't know who they were supposed to be but this just this tall like a feet uh, black man like painted silver with like bladed dress and like this little spinny blade contraption that was shooting the sparks I have oh, no fucking that character was made for the play okay yeah, that was an original character. <laughs> OC, uh, OC, do, do not, not steal. <laughs> and then, like, Craven the Hunter was, like, just, like, man with, like, a cat, like, a, a voidable cat head coming out of his body. Uh, I loved how coked up it was. I wonder if they're going to adapt that part for the Craven movie with Aaron Taylor Johnson. You know what? I, I would I would appreciate it. <laughs> Deleted scene. Uh, gag reel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah. Superman. Spider-Man. Sorry, what? No. Batman. (laughs) Superman versus a giant spider. Meteor Man. When are we watching that movie? I do like Meteor Man. When's the documentary of the making of Meteor Man? I used to have the Meteor Man comic book. Mm. Where They made a book? They made a book adaptation. They sure did. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. 
Question for the chat. What is your favorite extraneous, forgettable 90s character? The only you remember, but you still finally appreciate. You mean uh, across all, like, com- comic books or movies or uh, just everything? Well, let's, well, why don't we start with, like, film property? Blank like, Man. <laughs> I love Blank Man so goddamn much. Emilio got me a Blank Man shirt for, I yeah. think it was a birthday? I think so, yeah. 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 I fucking love Blank Man. That movie's great. I want us to watch that. I point. also want us to watch that. <laughs> I got Dark Man. Dark Man's good. Sam Raimi. I want to Dark watch Man. Dark Man so bad. I got the trilogy. I want like a horror superhero. Yeah. It was Liam Neeson, and then yeah. Arnold Vosloo took over. Yeah, for the last two. <laughs> yeah, all three are on Shutter too. Yeah, I got them up there. They made Dark Man comic books. Yeah, I got at least one of them. Mm-hmm. I think there was even a toy. I'm sure there was. Fuck toy line. Toy. It's like, I want a toy with a tearaway face, but it's like, like you just feel like the rubber like tearing off. All I'm saying, Mezco 112 Dark Man. Make Ooh. it fucking happen. Make it a two-pack with Blank Man, and now you're talking. Blank Man and other guy, guy. Yeah, and that's... then a Dark Man. I, God, I'd be so happy. Blank <laughs> I named God, one, I I named one of my dogs movie. Other Dog. Oh, nice. Because of Blank Man. I'm gonna, <laughs> I miss that dog. It, it's, it's a crossover that no one asked for. <laughs> Dark Man versus Blank Man. I I'd watch the shit out of that. I have not seen Blank Man since I was probably like fucking 12. I remember every fucking scene. It's, oh, it's been about two years for me. Oh, oh man. Wow. I'm excited. It's been about two days. <laughs> uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> Jimmy was watching this on his phone the whole show. <laughs> yeah, when I, you whenever can't I, watch movies on your phone. Whenever I wasn't talking about Superman, I was just watching Blank Man. He's <laughs> like, like, it's like, yeah, yeah, Superman. He's he's real, he's real. Like as he's like lo- looking down in the corner of his eye, and the phone in his hand. Uh, what about you, Jojo? Nineties forgettable something? Uh, uh, forget. I, I don't. I mean, is. I'd say Jim Carrey's The Mask, but that's not forgettable. That's nah, a, yeah. a pretty iconic uh, 90s film. Oh, let's just talk about the, uh, the the Mask cartoon show. That's a little bit hard Ooh. to remember. And neither one of them was anything like the books. Nope. <laughs> the comic books were brutal and violent and angry. Yep. Didn't stop that movie from being fucking awesome, though. No, I lo- the movie was much better than the books, 100%. <laughs> I need that movie. What the fuck's wrong? And, and also, I've not seen it since I was a little kid. The uh, that, that time that the mass cartoon crossed over with the Ace Ventura cartoon oh, yeah. in space. Oh, good time. <laughs> space Ventura. Space Ace. There, there's a legacy sequel for you, Emilio. What about you? For, did we say forgettable characters or, or like it was just like you know like a, a smaller enjoyable. property that you know mm-hmm. may not be widely remembered, but you still fondly remember. Um, Probably Quint. Um, I can't even think of his full name, but the captain from Galaxy Quest. You know, the cast of Galaxy Quest. So Galaxy Quest. Yeah, Galaxy yeah. Quest, basically. Yeah. So, Man, I got that one up there too. Man, I've got it at home. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I love uh, it. I'm surprised no one said Steel mm. uh, or Kazam or the Phantom. Oh, the Phantom. I, oh, <laughs> I enjoyed the Phantom. I did too. The Shadow was not good. I enjoyed the Phantom. Man. I remember when the Shadow was coming out. I was like, oh, what is this? 
Although I, for some reason in my head, and my little kid head, I got them. I got the shadow mixed with Spawn, I think because like <laughs> they both have green eyes. Yeah, <laughs> the aesthetic was there. Like as far as like the cover art, like the shadow could be such a good movie too. It's just that one wasn't it. And the Phantom, you know what? I I liked the Phantom. It just they stuck with the source material. They made it 1930s and pulpy. Yeah, and people did not have it. Like they, they weren't, they weren't enjoying it. Uh, but I like it. Billy Zane. I like Billy Zane. Billy Zane, you were the bomb and Phantom, yo. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is Billy Zane doing nowadays? Uh, being awesome too, somewhere. Well, he was in Zoolander. Mm-hmm. I know that. Zoolander. Um, so probably <laughs> Zoolander too. He he, he he was in. Um, the sixth Scorpions game, maybe the fifth or sixth. Jesus, how many Scorpions? Hey, he, <laughs> I didn't know there were that many. Fucking he, he, I will say he had a really nice rug in his head. I couldn't tell it wasn't. He real. was on the boys. Oh, as a fictional version of himself who made a movie with one of the characters. Oh, oh that's wow, awesome. I still need to watch that show. Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember he was in Kingdom Hearts, like the first game. He was Ansem, the Seeker of Darkness, and then for some reason would not fucking come back. He's like, you know what? When you when you do so good, you don't have to come back. He's in the Back to the Future movies. I mean, he's yeah. still working. He's just not like anything super great, but he's still working. I was about to say he's in like some some of those sci fi movies, like a la Sharknado type. He was in MacGruber. Oh, well, that makes like sense. the show MacGruber. Oh. You know, I'm pissed. There's like a fucking. It's only overseas in like the UK, but they got a fucking Sharknado collection steel book that I need more than fucking air, <laughs> and I'm pissed. <laughs> Billy Zane was also a voice in SSX Tricky. Yeah. Wow. Hey, where's that remake? I Reboot. have been saying that for years. Didn't I they fucking re- love make it though? No, they made SSX three, which was fine, but then they remade like SSX as a concept, which was dog shit. Nobody played it. Uh, so af- after that, it just stopped. <laughs> like they tried to. They did SSX. So tricky. they remade it. Nobody liked it. Right. They, <laughs> they did SSX tricky, which was great. Yeah. Then SSX three was more open world. You still have the same characters. You could customize them a lot more. There's a lot of good stuff in SSX three. Uh, but then the the next one, it was still the same universe, same characters. They just made it realistic, which was the exact opposite of what people liked about the SSX series. So nobody fucking played it. It's bad. I'm still angry about it. <laughs> Fun fact. At one point, Billy Zane was linked to Lex Luthor. He would have made a good Luthor. Man, I think so. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Which, that's another bit I wanted to get to. Uh, he hasn't murdered or raped people. So that's you know, a- <laughs> let's keep that at a at a nice zero. <laughs> you say he was also in Twin Peaks? Yeah. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, for like a hot minute. Uh, a, a bit I want to get to uh, before we get out of here. Um, a fan cast of a Superman movie. I mean, we, we got to see the, the bonkers version or like a, a, a skeleton of it. But um, if the Cage crew was going to make a Superman movie, not using uh, Nicolas Cage, who would we have in its place? Or maybe using Nicolas Cage. But let's have one without... Uh, no one that hasn't been Superman already uh, is up on, up on the table. You know what? I mean, that's for me, at least that's tough because Cavill is... He looks like Superman. And he would be a like a great Superman with what I feel would be a better script. Uh, and the dude on the TV show, Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah. 
He's really fucking good. He is. Also, he has the fattest ass of any Superman. I'm, I'm not thrilled at the costume. I think it goes up too high on his neck. Uh, like it's just it looks like the shield should be a bit bigger but like him as a character I think is great like he's really good as I love his Clark Kent yeah like he's he's honestly he's perfect they're both perfect for what they're yeah. doing Ralph was good bring Ralph back <coughs> so honestly as far as people who haven't played Superman you know, I can't really think of anybody who would be better than the ones we've got standing by okay hear me out Tom Holland. Let's <laughs> Tom Holland can't be everything. <laughs> we, if we Chris Pratt this poor bastard, like it's not worth it. Oh, okay, I, okay, revise. Although that would be Chris funny Pratt. as fuck. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Chris Pratt also can't be everything. I mean, God, I, I am anxious to see that that Super Mario movie because it is going to be so bad just hearing fucking Chris Pratt coming out of fucking Mario's mouth. Oh God, I'm I'm not going to see it, and I I was I want to like Pratt. Damn it, he seems like a super likable, nice moron. As long as he's not on his Jesus stuff or homophobic. Like I mean, that's like that's the thing. Like he seems like he's super nice and personable, and also fucking stupid, and just being led around with with antiquated belief. Like I don't know what he fucking believes. I don't think he even knows what he's supposed. He seems like an idiot, a likable, well-intentioned idiot. And apparently, and gave good. a lot of money for for like smaller countries to have like a, a lot of access to the COVID vaccine. Hmm. See, that's, like uh, that's okay, so, reminds so. me. It reminds me of Jericho, honestly, Chris Jericho. <laughs> Like he he definitely does give off some Jericho vibes. A super nice, well-intentioned, affable, pleasant person who thinks they're a lot smarter than they are and makes really dumb decisions on and some with, things. With with some questionable um, skeletons. Uh, I think I may have one. All right. Uh, granted, I uh, love Henry Cavill as Superman. He uh, is my favorite Superman, and I'm going to use this as my fucking platform to say, Man of Steel is my favorite Superman movie. Y'all can come at me at that cannon guy all you fucking want. I don't care. That being said, give Ryan Gosling a crack at it. Hmm, that'd be interesting. I've been here with racking my brain, and you know what? Darken the hair a little bit. Give him that little curly cue. I think I think it'd be an interesting Clark Kent and Superman. Uh, oh, oh, I, I, I could see it. You know, I like Gosling. I honestly think he'd make a better Flash, a Wally West type Flash. Hmm. I think he could play uh, Superman really well. I think he could be a good Batman, but I, I think he'd be a great Flash. You know who I think would be a great Batman who never got the chance to do it though? Uh, God, what was his name? He was the bad guy in A Knight's Tale. He was the lead of Dark City. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. I can't remember. Uh, Rufus Sewell. Yeah. Rufus Sewell. Rufus Sewell, I think, would have made a kick-ass Batman. Like, look, look this dude up and tell me that's not Bruce Wayne staring back at you. Oh, yeah. I can see it. <clears throat> like, I think he would have been great. You know who I'm really glad wasn't Batman? Army Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Army you Hammer. You mean to yeah. tell me you wouldn't want a a cannibal fetishist to be Batman? <laughs> well, I mean, when we get to 2023, 
or 2030 and we're rebooting Batman yet again <laughs> and with it being darker and grittier we gotta up the ante we, we gotta let Batman eat people it's like it's like hey Batman doesn't kill people but he just like take a little some toes to munch on like, <laughs> it, like also, that, that's why they're really scared they're just scared he's gonna take their toes it's like oh please please Matt don't take my toes <laughs> just you know chops them off with the battering God, and you know, but, oh, sorry. no, after you. Uh, I was just going to say, jumping off Cannon's point, it's like if we're going to have Superman Ryan Gosling, we got to have Superman Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, I could see being Batman. Hmm. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had a I had a, a, a weird one. Obviously, this would be when he was much younger. And then Shimmy will tell you he'll be a better Batman. Go. Okay. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> said Gosling would be a better Flash. Uh, I, I'm just, just going from the you know his countenance, uh-huh. his visage. I'd be interested Timothy to see. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> uh, oh, that that reminds me of a bit. <laughs> 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 Timothy Chalamet as uh, Jimmy Olsen. Okay, but uh, that, that wasn't the bit. Uh, but my my uh, idea, you know, crazy one. I would be interested to see what Bruce Campbell could do as Superman. You know, I think he'd make a better. B- <laughs> no, I'd love Bruce Campbell as anything. I think that'd be a funny bit. But also, I mean, he's got the the chin for Superman. Yes, I mean, he can fucking bust concrete with that chin. Uh, but <laughs> oh no shade, God. Bruce Campbell. Love you. Uh, but one, one thing I thought was funny when they're talking about casting Nicholas Cage is that like almost every single time they 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 brought him up in the sort of the first pass around, it's like Nicholas Cage, wonderful actor, kind of ugly though. It's like they're like low key shitting on him, you know, and, and, and Michael Keaton too. It's like we got these two guys, not particularly good, <laughs> and I'm just like. Fuck y'all. And, well, I mean, like, they are. They're, they're like, not conventionally handsome. Yeah. But I, they're handsome. I mean, they, they're kind of weird looking, but, I mean, you don't <laughs> say that about I someone. Mean, I mean, great. I mean. As I just say that about the I, 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 <laughs> okay, let me, I'll argue that, sorry, that uh, Michael Keaton, um, People wouldn't say he looked goofy if it wasn't for the the, the hairstyle he had in probably Batman '89. Now, and granted, I'm not with that fucking review on Letterboxd. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still mad about it. But still, did he have weird hair? Yes. Who you know who else had weird hair? Everyone in the '80s. That, Literally, that, everyone in the Batman movies. You remember Shrek? Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Walken's Albert Einstein do. Oh man. A, a very quaff. Well, no. You know what? I've thought a little bit more about it. I like Gosling as Superman because now Gosling already played a young Hercules. He did. A role made popular by Kevin Sorbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he plays Superman. That's a role that was done by Dean Cain. Yeah. That's a twofer for yeah. conservative asshole insane people. I love it. It's like his his weird like like jacked yet also like triangle shaped body <laughs> I'm just like trying to picture it in a Superman suit and you know what I think he could do it and you know what just have him arguing with Russell Crowe some more mm-hmm. you know honestly he like already plays dad 
having seen how earnest and empathetic he's looked in things, I think you're right. I think he'd be a good Superman. And I would have liked to have seen Anne Hathaway as Lois Lane. I think she would have been good. That'd be, that'd be a good bit. Yeah, that uh, would be a good cast. That would, yeah. Better than her as Catwoman anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. And like, I love Anne Hathaway. I do. Yeah. That was not a good role. Not a good choice. What, what, but what I want to keep like an artifact from Anne Hathaway Catwoman is that when it, her as Lois Lane like gets tough, with her interview, she just like takes her leg and goes, yeah, and just sticks it right up against the wall next to somebody's fucking neck. I don't like how close <laughs> your foot was to my face. Just I now. didn't like anything about that situation just there. Hey, like Superman, I restrained my power. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Billy Zane is Lex Luthor. I'd watch it. Yeah, that's pretty solid casting in my opinion, too. And he has a good bald head. I mean, is he just bald all the time now? Yeah, I he's just bald so. all the time now. <laughs> yeah. Um... You know what? Casper Van Dien is Lex Luthor. Well, be I think he would be good. We're talking about Starship Troopers guy? Yeah. I haven't seen well, him in, honestly, anything outside that movie. I mean, he's done some other stuff. I think he, he was in Sleepy Hollow. I think he would be really good. He's got that stern, I'm better than you face. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And oh. you know what? I keep the theme. Christopher Walken is <laughs> Brainiac. Uh, you know, Kal-El, I've been collecting planets. Forever in my little tiny pots, right in my pocket. <laughs> go a little crazy, Mr. Superman. I want to put you in my tiny pocket. I'm, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go a little crazy here and cast um, uh, Perry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now, only going by how David Arquette looks from the new Scream, because I haven't seen the new Scream yet. But you know what, David Arquette, I'd watch that. I like that. That'd be interesting. Like, yep. and, and just think when he just gets like fucking crazy, like, I want pictures of Superman. He just. <laughs> and, and then he hits, and then he hits someone who's mouthed off with the hurricane Rana. Foreign object. <laughs> no, put David Arquette in anything. I'd watch it. Yeah. Put David Arquette in the game and I'd play it. I know. I'm going <laughs> to. The quarry, I'm going to do it. <laughs> now, am I, are you. Actually, going to be able to play as David Arquette is the question. That is, he, he he's the unlockable character when you beat the game. It's DLC. I'm just saying, like <laughs> the last big celebrity crossover game thing was Cyberpunk. So, uh, I mean, until uh, dawn, uh, I mean, by the number, at least how it works is did better than Cyberpunk. I would suppose. And I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> there have been plenty of uh, games with like celebrity uh, insertions in it. Even like years ago when. Fucking oh god, was it Oni Musha or something that had like Jean Renault as a playable character? Yeah, that was weird. Do you know who make a good Brainiac? Keanu Reeves. Hmm. Cause he he pretty much played Brainiac in the the man uh, or the day the earth stood still. He was a weird, off putting, emotionless alien. So yeah, he was just he was just sort of Keanu. Throw some green on that bitch. I yeah. think he'd be a good brainiac. Yeah, yeah put, put a little Kermit on that dome and he'd be ready to go. <laughs> Dear Lord, why have you forsaken <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, hey, big brain? Kermit is... <laughs> All right, Neil Superman. Prepare to die. All, 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 all Muppet cast. All Muppet cast. Fuck it, oh, let's God. do it. Gonzo is Superman. I'm there. Get out of my head. I'm there. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, in one continuity, he he was an alien. They matter. Scooter's Jimmy Olsen. Rolf is Perry White. Kermit's Lex. Miss Piggy's obviously Lois Lane. Yeah, because she would have to be. Fozzie Bear is Superman. 
No, Fozzie, uh, Fozzie. Fozzie could be Perry White. Yeah, Fozzie could be a good Perry White or a good Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. yeah. I think Scooter's like a more like a exact, you know, it's like a little orange-headed kid. With glasses. Yeah. No, I, I don't know their names, but uh, the hecklers, I want one to be named Perry, the other to be named White, and I want them to both say <laughs> the same Tyler desk. and Waldorf. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah>. <laughs> they're they're just it. like the co-captains of like this like bullpen for like reporters. Like, what's up with the Superman? He wears his underwear on the outside of his pants. Oh! Oh! Just do like the Muppet Christmas Carol bit where you keep the main character but then make a joke out of the second one. So one of them's Perry White and one of them's name is Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, that's perfect. They're Perry White and Jack White, editors of the Daily Planet. There you go. <laughs> Fozzie's Jimmy Ilson and Gonzo is Superman. And Sweetums is Doomsday. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm down yeah. for that. That's, that's great. Mm. But, like, other than for a bit, would anyone, like, like want to watch this movie? If it Every existed? goddamn day. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, which movie are we talking about? Uh, bat, uh, <laughs> Superman Lives. I, Every I, goddamn yeah, day. I, I kind of want to see, I kind of want to live in a universe where this movie exists. Like, ju- ju- <sighs> not to see if it's good because this movie is going like John Peters said it, it could go either way. No, no nope. this movie was going to fail. It was going to no. be bad. But like, like Warner Brothers made the right decision after spending twelve million. Half the right decision. They also should have said no to Wild Wild West. It, yeah, that is very. True. But we, but we, we, they, we. But then they, and, and then the next year they they fucking hit gangbusters with the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. And one guy that was involved with this movie left the Matrix to be a part of this. Oh, uh, that's gotta <laughs> hurt, poor bastard. Yeah. Yeah. One well, of the like art he, guys, right? Yeah. 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 One of the artists got hired to be on the Matrix. Then and then they then he got hired for Superman Lives. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to Superman Lives in that movie. Didn't get made. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but ma- the Matrix went to revolutionize cinema as we know it. <laughs> and, and you know what? In another world, Superman Lives could have done the same, for better or for worse. All I'm saying <laughs> is, I will not rest until I take that skull ship away from John. That Peter. is so <laughs> fucking sick. That was yeah. pretty sweet. Like, and how dare he? He's just like, hey, uh, we kind of need that for a thing. And then the next day, movie's fucking canceled. It's like he knew. It's uh, almost yeah. like oh, he's yeah, a he bad person. God. He was over there also that I was fighting for it. I wanted it to be to happen. It's like but, but he, he jumped on the wall. I mean, I mean granted, I, I know you kind of have to jump on things pretty quick in Hollywood, but like, I don't know. He didn't seem as tore up about it as everything. Hey, long, as long as that bitch got his spider, he was good. <laughs> It's like my review the for the spiders are one of the most fierce animals in the animal kingdom. Can you imagine it bigger? He can he can put on the fucking crocodile tears about this being a passion project for him all he wants, but he got his fucking money. His wallet was not affected by this. Right. Movie oh yeah. Like well, he all. didn't he didn't miss a step. Him and his f- fucking hair. And the reason he is the villain of the movie is because all the quote good ideas that they were able to reproduce he shot them down or or like made them like rewrite them for like stupid shit like superman fighting ninjas yeah and don't forget the polar bears and And the the polar polar bears bears. the other fiercest predator on earth (laughs) 
And I don't know. I didn't see a pole bear come out of a vagina in that little sequence. God, what did he said something about? Oh, men these days, they don't know nothing about fighting or whatever. They didn't know about, like, <laughs> shedding blood or whatever. It's like, like, like your fucking ass has ever been in, like, close to a whooping I don't know from the, your end. I don't know the direct quote, but he was, like, something about what, like, they don't know what it's like to have another man's blood in their mouth or some shit. Or, or, like or there's nothing like having another man's blood. I'm like... <laughs> Come on, dude. You stole that from, like, deer hunters. <laughs> like, like this fucker acting like he's in goddamn blood sport or some right. shit. And he's, like, bringing his fucking kids to, like, production <laughs> meetings and shit. And to shit on the artist. Like, yeah. hey, which one did you like? His, that one sucks. Oh, thanks. I just worked on that for nine hours. Whatever. Fuck you. Yeah, because, yeah. like. And it's, like, it, it, that that's sort of that bullshit, like, studio suit mentality that I'm just like this is why shit doesn't get fucking made because you know who has bad has bad ideas fucking kids because yeah. okay, they're kids <laughs> like they're like they're they're just like completely all in so they're just like whatever catches the right in the moment so like I'm trying to have like some big fucking thing of like oh you know the inside of children like whatever whatever yeah. but like it's just not a place for them in this professional to, to setting. To be fair, they might have been the only people in the building that had actually read a fucking comic book. That's a good point. I yeah. mean, yeah. But, but seeing that they're John Peters' kids, I saw it highly now. But, but also, if I, if I forget anything from this fucking movie, I will remember that direct quote. And I'm glad uh, you said, you know, your kids, they have bad ideas. Because he said, and the quote was, you know, a kid will give you, you know, a good and... Honest. honest opinion. It's like, it's like hey, no, no. It might give you a kid might give you an honest opinion. That doesn't mean they have good ones. <laughs> it's like they don't have the fucking life experience. And also, you're going to tell like this kid. This kid is you're going to listen to the kid over the people who have like honed their craft to tell them what's good or not. Fuck you. Like dude. obviously, yeah, yes, men suck. But like, just that, that is a far and away thing to try to compare it to. But but also too, like the sort of environment that he fostered just with the, and it's something I kind of wish the movie focused on more of on like how really shitty he treated people. Like would just put them in headlocks for no reason. Yeah. And disrupt meetings and like just. To, to be fair, I don't know if it needed to focus on that more because everybody spent the entire movie shit talking this asshole. So this, I mean, too. Yeah. was pretty upfront. <laughs> Answered a call in the middle of the interview. That, that was oh, yeah. a, a great bit. Yeah. So I think overall, what we're saying about the death of Superman lives, what happened Ooh. is fuck them kids. Fuck them, Fuck them kids. <laughs> you know what? They all have bad ideas. It's, it's, it, it, it was not, you know, a... They would have voted for... No. <laughs> it was not a movie studio that was running low on money, was not willing to take risks. It was not all these, just like a climate of chaos. It was the children. The children are to blame. Bastards. <laughs> Fuck them kids. Oh, and just I, wanting toys and shit all the time, not paying bills. <laughs> Fucking weak. <laughs> Pissing and shitting, coughing in your mouth. Damn. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we about we're there. <laughs> so are we about we done go. with this shit, Shimmy? <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, I would have watched it if it would have come out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I would have watched it. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Just did I, after that, what I wanted it. Not really. I would have watched it once and then probably never again. Man. As a person who watched Superman 3 just about two days ago, yeah, I would have watched it. <laughs> okay. What about, what about Quest for Peace? I haven't gotten around to Quest for Peace yet. I was like doing them all and... Have you seen it though? Oh yeah, oh, I was about yeah. to say. Like, gotcha. <laughs> I own it. I mean, put Nuclear Man in the comic. I know I had that comic. He was there for a panel, and then he <laughs> melted away and died. Like you told me, Nuclear Man was in the book, and I bought it immediately. <laughs> it's like this: the last funny thing Bendis ever did. Anyway, he was the second Nuclear Man too. So I think that'll wrap us up. Uh, thank you all for listening to our. Unhinged rambling and ranting. Uh, so we're gonna do the uh, do the normal plugs. Call it a night, Jojo. Where can the people find you on the interwebs? Uh, they can find me on the tweeters at J O N I A B O I twenty four and John Unson twelve on Letterbox. Can it? I'm gonna make it real simple for you. It's that Canon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Goodreads, and TikTok. Pat. All right, thank you for listening. You can follow me at John Lawson's name on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And if you're listening to this, the week it comes out on Monday, March 21st, we have a brand new episode. Uh, all you can hear, episode 255, where JoJo, myself, and Wenzel have a nice long banner session talking about uh, many things, including the horrific <laughs> content. That was a new Medea movie on Netflix. Oh, so check no. it out. I just got to that part of the episode. <laughs> uh, Emilio, thank you for being on today. Where <laughs> can you. the people find you? Uh, you can check me out on Instagram at superchico80. Yes, it's his toy photography. Yes. It's good stuff. Thanks yeah. for coming, Emilio. Thank you, guys. Oh, and who I would have cast, I'm going to take the wife's choice, Daniel Radcliffe as Superman and Clark Kent. Oh, no, no, no. What you do, you get Radcliffe as Superman and then yeah. Elijah Wood as Clark Kent. Oh, <laughs> that, that'd be a funny I don't know. bit. And then they just swap throughout the movie randomly. <laughs> <laughs> or you have like one of them is Superman. The other one's Bizarro. Yeah, there you go. That, that'd be that works. That works. <laughs> and I have been Captain Chimmy. You can find me at Captain Chimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Chimmy's Almost Music, Captain Chimmy's Toy Box. You can also uh, come to Tuscaloosa. Find me at the comic strip where we sell comic books. I have a lot of comic, I have good Superman comic books. I have bad Superman comic books. I got a lot of comic books that have Superman, a lot that don't have Superman. <clears throat> you can check us out there on Facebook, Comic Strip Tuscaloosa. Same thing for Instagram. It's Comic Strip Alla on Twitter because Tuscaloosa was too long. We also have a website, thecomicstriptuscaloosa.com, where I have essays about Superman or the Sin, the best book ever written. Uh, and you know, you can check out our merch store for Cajun Greatness at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. We have a lot of good stuff. We'll have some more stuff soon. Fuck off. I'm busy. So next week we have something special planned. It's not concrete yet, but you know what? You'll find out when we get there. Why are you on my back about it? Just hey, let hey, me relax. Guess what? There's going to be an episode next week. Shocking. Yeah. I know. <laughs> But for real, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, if you have a chance, check out this movie on the French subtitle rip on YouTube because <laughs> who knows how long it'll be there and then it's gone forever. Time's a waste. Or but. if you're just a huge uh, fan um, and you have $200, buy an autographed copy on yeah, eBay. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> you know, we all got money to blow. It's America. Anyway, thank you for listening and we will uh, catch you next week. Wait, Otto, what did you think? Also, Cannon, get your cape out of my spadissi. Yeah. <laughs>
gonna have to edit all of this. <laughs> no, bitch, you boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't edit. Good night, everybody. Bye. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd.